Chapter 6 Anatomy of Flowering Plants You can very easily see the structural similarities and variations in the external morphology of the larger living organisms, both plants and animals. Similarly, if we were to study the internal structures, one, find, one also finds several similarities as well as differences. This chapter introduces you to the internal structure and functional organization of higher plants. Study of internal structure of plants is called anatomy. Plants have cells as the basic unit. Cells are organized into tissues and in turn the tissues are organized into organs. Different organs in a plant show differences in their internal structure. Within angiosperms, the monocots and dicots are also seen to be anatomically different. Internal structures also show adaptations to diverse environments. The tissues. A tissue is a group of cells having a common origin and usually performing a common function. A plant is made up of different kind of tissues. Tissues are classified into two main groups, namely meristematic and permanent tissues based on whether the cells being formed are capable of division or not. Now first we will see meristematic tissues. Growth in plants is largely restricted to specialized regions of active cell division called meristems. Plants have different kinds of meristems. The meristems which occur at the tips of roots and shoots and produce primary tissues are called as apical meristem. Root apical meristem occupies the tip of the root while the shoot apical meristems occupies the distant most region of the stem axis. During the formation of leaves and elongation of stems, some cells are left behind from shoot apical meristem which constitute the, lat, uh, which constitute the axillary bud which constitute the axillary bud. Such buds are present in axils of leaves and are capable of performing, uh, are capable of forming a branch or a flower. The meristems which occur between mature tissues is known as intercalary meristem. They occur in grasses and regenerate parts removed by the grazing herbivores. Both apical meristem and intercalary meristems are primary meristems because they appear early in life of a plant and contribute to the formation of the primary plant body. The meristems that occur in the mature regions of roots and shoots of many plants, particularly those that produce woody axis and appear later then primary meristem is called the secondary or lateral meristem. They are cylindrical meristems, fascicular, vascular cambium, interfascicular cambium and cork cambium are examples of lateral meristems. These are responsible for producing the secondary tissues following divisions of cells in both primary and as well as secondary meristems. The newly formed cells become structurally and functionally specialized and they lose the ability to divide. 
such cells are termed as permanent or mature cells and constitute the permanent tissues during the formation of primary plant body specific regions of apical meristems produce dermal tissues ground tissues and vascular tissues so permanent tissues the cells of the permanent tissue do not generally divide further the permanent tissues having all cells similar in structure and function are called simple tissues permanent tissues having many different types of cells are called complex tissues now simple tissues a simple tissue is made up only of one type of cells the various simple tissues in plants are parenchyma collenchyma and sclerenchyma parenchyma forms the major component within organs the cells of the parenchyma are generally isodiametric they may be spherical oval round polygonal or elongated in shape their walls are thin and made up of cellulose their walls are thin and made up of cellulose they may either be closely packed or have small intracellular spaces the parenchyma performs various functions like photosynthesis storage secretions and etc now the collenchyma the collenchyma occurs in the layers between the epidermis in the most of the dicotyledonous plants it is found either as an homogeneous layer or in patches it consists of cells which are much thickened at the corners due to cellu- uh, due to deposition of cellulose hemicellulose and pectin thickened at corners due to deposition of cellulose hemicellulose and pectin collenchymatous cells may, may be oval spherical or polygonal and often contain chloroplasts these cells assimilate food when they contain chloroplasts intercellular spaces are absent they provide mechanical support they provide mechanical support to the growing parts of the plant such as the young stem and petiole of a leaf sclerenchyma consists of a long narrow cell with thick and lignified cell walls having a few or numerous pits thick and lignified cell walls having a few or numerous pits they are usually dead or without protoplasts on the basis of variation in form structure origin and development sclerenchyma may be either fibers or sclerites the fibers are thick walled elongated and pointed structures or pointed cells generally occurring in groups in various parts of the plant the whereas the sclerids are spherical oval or cylindrical highly thickened dead cells with very narrow cavities that is very narrow lumen these are commonly found in the fruit fruit walls of nuts
pul uh, fruit walls of nuts pulps of fruits like guava pear and sapota that is chiku seed coats of legumes and leaves of tea sclerenchyma provides mechanical support to organs now moving towards complex tissues the complex tissues are made up of more than one type of cells and these work together as a unit xylem and phloem constitute the complex tissues in plants xylem functions as a conducting tissue for water and minerals from roots to stem and leaves it also provides mechanical strength to the plant parts it is composed of four different kinds of elements namely tracheids vessels xylem fibers and xylem parenchyma gymnosperms lack vessels in their xylem tracheids are elongated or tube like cells with thick and lignified walls and tapering ends these are dead and are without protoplasm the inner layers of the cell walls have thickenings which vary in form the inner layers of cell walls having thickening uh, have a, sorry in flowering plants tracheids and vessels are the main water transporting elements vessels in a vessels is a long cylindrical tube like structure made up of many cells called vessel members each with lignified walls and a large central cavity the vessel cells are also devoid of protoplasm vessel members are interconnected through perforations in their common walls the presence of vessels is a characteristic feature of angiosperms xylem fibers have highly thickened walls and obliterated central lumens obliterated means with breaks that is branched these may either be septate that is branched or aseptate that is unbranched xylem parenchyma cells are living and thin walled and their cell and their cell walls are made up of cellulose they stores they store food materials in the form of starch or fat and other substances like tannin resin or gums the radial conduction of water takes place by the ray parenchymatous cell primary xylem is of two types protoxylem and metaxylem the first formed primary xylem elements are called protoxylem and the later formed primary xylem is called metaxylem in stems the protoxylem lies outwards lies towards the center that is pith and the metaxylem lies towards the periphery of the organ this type of primary xylem is called endarch in roots the protoxylem lies towards periphery and the metaxylem lies towards the center such arrangement of primary xylem is called exarch phloem transports food materials usually from leaves to other parts of plant the phloem in angiosperms is composed of sieve tube elements companion cells phloem parenchyma and phloem fibers 
The gymnosperms have albuminous cells and sieve cells. They lack sieve tube and companion cells. Sieve tube elements are also long. Tube-like structure, long tube-like structures arranged longitudinally and are associated with the companion cells. Their end walls are perforated in a sieve-like manner to form the sieve plates. A mature sieve elements composes uh, elements poses a peripheral cytoplasm and a large vacuole, but lacks a nucleus. The functions of a sieve tubes are controlled by the nucleus of companion cells. The companion cells are specialized parenchymatous cells, which are closely associated with sieve tube elements. The sieve tube elements and companion cells are connected by pith fields present between their common longitudinal walls. The companion cells help in maintaining the pressure gradient in the sieve tubes. Phloem parenchyma is made up of elongated, tapering cylindrical cells which have dense cytoplasm and nucleus. The cell wall is composed of cellulose and has pits through which plasmodesmetal connections exist between the cells. The phloem parenchyma stores food materials and other substances like resin, latex and mucilage. Phloem parenchyma is absent in most of the monocotyledons. Phloem fibers, also known as bast fibers, are made up of sclerenchymatous cells. These are generally absent in the primary phloem but are found in the secondary phloem. These are much elongated, unbranched and have point and, and have pointed needle-like apices. The cell wall of phloem fibers is quite thick. At maturity, these fibers lose their protoplasm and become dead. Phloem fibers of jute, flax and hemp are used commercially are used commercially. The first form primary phloem consists of narrow sieve tube and is referred to as protofloem and the later formed phloem has bigger sieve tubes and is referred to as metafloem. Now the tissue systems. We are discussing types of tissues based on the type of cells present. Let us now consider how tissues vary depending on their location in the plant body, their structure and function would also be dependent on location. On the basis of their structure and location, there are three types of tissue systems. These are epidermal tissue system, the ground or fundamental tissue system and the vascular or conducting tissue system. Now first the epidermal tissue system. The epidermal tissue system forms the outermost covering of the whole plant body and comprises epidermal cells, stomata and the epidermal appendages which include the trichomes and hairs. The epidermis is the outermost layer of the primary plant body. It is made up of elongated compactly arranged cells which form a continuous layer. 
Epidermis is is usually single-layered. Epidermal cells are parenchymatous with a small amount of cytoplasm lining the cell wall and a large vacuole. The outside of the epidermis is often covered with a waxy thick layer called the cuticle which prevents the loss of water. Cuticle is absent in roots. Stomata are the structures present in the epidermis of leaves. Stomata regulate the process of transpiration and gaseous exchange. Each stomata is composed of two bean-shaped cells known as guard cells, which enclose stomatal pore. In grasses, that is in bonocot, the guard cells are dumbbell-shaped. The outer walls of guard cells away from the stomatal pore are thin and the inner walls that is towards the stomatal pore are highly thickened. The guard cells possess chloroplasts and regulate the opening and closing of stomata. Sometimes a few epidermal cells in the vicinity of the guard cells become specialized in their shape and size and are known as subsidiary cells. The stomatal aperture, guard cells and the surrounding subsidiary cells are together called stomatal apparatus. The cells of the epidermis bear a number of hairs. The root hair are unicellular elongations of the epidermal cells and help absorb water and minerals from the soil. On the stem, the epidermal hairs are called trichomes and the trichomes in the shoot system are usually multicellular. They may be branched or unbranched and soft or stiff. They may even be secretory. The trichomes help in preventing water loss due to transpiration. The ground tissue system. All tissues except epidermis and vascular bundles constitute the ground tissue. It consists of simple tissues such as parenchyma, cholenchyma and sclerenchyma. Parenchymatous tissue sorry, parenchymatous cells are usually present in cortex, pericycle, pith and medullary rays in primary stems in roots. In leaves, the ground tissue consists of thin-walled chloroplast containing cells and is called mesophyll. The vascular tissue system. The vascular system consists of complex tissues the phloem and the xylem. The xylem and phloem together constitute the vascular bundles. In, in dicotyledon stems, cambium is present between phloem and xylem. Such vascular bundles because of presence of cambium possess the ability to form secondary xylem and phloem tissues and hence are called open vascular bundles. In monocotyledons, the vascular bundles have no cambium present in them. Hence, since they do not form secondary tissues, they are referred to as closed. When the xylem and phloem within a vascular bundle are arranged in an alternate manner along the different radii, the arrangement is called radial. Uh, arrangement is called radial such as in roots. In roots, it is radial 
and in stems it is conjoint in conjoint type of vascular bundles the xylem and phloem are jointly situated along the same radius of vascular bundles such vascular bundles are common in stems and leaves the conjoint vascular bundles usually have the phloem located only on the outer side of xylem the conjoint vascular bundles usually have the phloem located only on the outer side of xylem now anatomy of dicotyledonous and monocotyledonous plant for a better understanding of the tissue organization of roots stems and leaves it is convenient to study the transverse sections of the mature zones of these organs now first we are going to see dicotyledonous root look at the figure 6.6a it shows the transverse section of a sunflower root the internal tissue of or tissue organization is as follows the outermost layer is epiblema many of the cells of epiblema protrude in the form of unicellular root hairs the cortex consists of several layers of thin thin walled parenchyma cells with intercellular spaces the innermost layer of the cortex is called as endodermis it comprises a single layer of barrel shaped cells without any intercellular spaces the tangential as well as the radial walls of the endodermal cells have a deposition of water impermeable water impermeable waxy material called suberin in the form of casparin strips next to endodermis lies a few layers of thick walled parenchymatous cells referred to as pericycle initiation of lateral roots and vascular cambium during the secondary growth takes place in these cells the pith is small and inconspicuous the pith is small and inconspicuous the parenchymatous cell which lie between the xylem and the phloem are called conjunctive tissue these are usually 2 to 4 sorry there are usually 2 to 4 xylem and phloem patches later later a cambium ring develops between the xylem and phloem all tissues on the inner side of the endodermis such as pericycle vascular bundles and pith constitute the steel pericycle vascular bundles and pith constitute the steel now monocotyledonous root the anatomy of the monocot root is similar to the dicot root in many respects it has epidermis cortex endodermis pericycle vascular bundles and pith as compared to the dicot root which have fewer xylem bundles there are usually more than 6 that is called polyarch xylem bundles in the monocot root pith is large pith is large and well developed monocotyledonous roots do not undergo any secondary growth now dicotyledonous stem 
The transverse section of a typical young dicotyledonous stem shows that the epidermis is the outermost protective layer of the stem covered with a thin layer of cuticle. It may bear trichomes and a few stomata. The cells arranged in multiple layers between epidermis and pericycle epidermis and pericycle constitute the cortex. In consti it consists of three subzones. The outer hypodermis it consists of a few layers of chymatous cells just below the epidermis which provide mechanical strength to the young stem. The second cortical layers below hypodermis consists of rounded thin walled parenchymatous cells with conspicuous intercellular spaces. The innermost lateral cortex is called the endodermis. It is the third zone. The cells of the endodermis are rich in starch grains and the layer is also referred to as the starch sheath. Pericycle is present on the inner side of the endodermis and other and above phloem in the form of semilunar patches of sclerenchyma. In between the vascular bundles, there are a few layers of radially placed parenchymatous cells, which constitute medullary rays. A large number of vascular bundles are arranged in a ring. The ring arrangement of a vascular bundle is categorized is, is a characteristic of dicot stem. Each vascular bundle is conjoined open and with endarched protoxylem. A large number of rounded parenchymatous cells with large intercellular spaces which occupy the central position of the stem constitute the pith. Now moving on to monocotyledonous stem. The monocot stem has a sclerenchymatous hypodermis, a large number of scattered vascular bundles each each surrounded by a sclerenchymatous bundle sheath and a large conspicuous parenchymatous ground tissue, uh, ground tissue vascular bundles are conjoined and closed. Peripheral vascular bundles are generally smaller than the centrally located ones. The phloem, the phloem parenchyma is absent and water containing cavities are present within the vascular bundles. Now dorsiventral leaf or dicot leaf. The vertical section of a dorsiventral leaf through the lamina shows three main parts namely epidermis, mesophyll and vascular stem. The epidermis which covers both the upper surface that is adaxial epidermis and lower surface that is abaxial epidermis of the leaf has a conspicuous cuticle. The abaxial the abaxial epidermis generally bears more stomata than the adaxial epidermis. The later may even lack stomata, that is, the adaxial may even lack stomata. The tissue between the upper and the lower epidermis is called the mesophyll. Mesophyll, which possesses chloroplast and carry out photosynthesis, is made up of parenchyma. It has two types of cells the palacidae parenchyma and the spongy parenchyma. The adaxially placed palacidae parenchyma, palacidae parenchyma is made up of elongated cells. 
which are arranged vertically and parallel to each other. The oval or round and loosely packed and loosely arranged spongy parenchyma is situated below the palaceidae cells and extend to the lower epidermis. There are numerous large spaces and air cavities between these cells. Vascular system includes vascular bundles which can be seen in the veins and the midrib. The size of the vascular bundles are dependent on the size of the veins. The veins vary in thickness in the reticulate venation of dicot leaves. The vascular bundles are surrounded by a layer of thick walled bundle sheet cells. Look at the figure 6.8a and find the position of xylem in the vascular bundle. The answer is adaxial. Now moving towards isobilateral leaf or monocotyledonous leaf. The anatomy of isobilateral leaf is a lot similar to that of the dorsiventral leaf in many ways. It shows the following characteristic differences. In an isobilateral leaf, the stomata are present on both the surfaces of the epidermis. The, the visophil is not differentiated into palaste and spongy parenchyma. In grasses, certain adaxial epidermal cells along the veins modify themselves into large, empty, colorless cells. These are called bulliform cells. When the bulliform cells in the leaves have, adsor have absorbed water and are turgid, the leaf surface is exposed. When they are flaccid and due to water stress, they, uh, they make the leaves curl inwards to minimize water loss. The parallel variation in monocot leaf is reflected, is reflected in the near similar sizes of vascular bundles, except in main veins, as seen in the vertical sections of the leaves. Now, secondary growth: the growth of the root and stems in the and stems in length with the help of apical meristem is called primary growth. Apart from primary growth, most dicotyledons plants exhibit an increase in girth. This increase is called the secondary growth. The tissues involved in secondary growth are the two lateral meristems, that is vascular cambium and cock cambium. Vascular cambium, the meristematic layer that is responsible for cutting of vascular tissues, xylem and phloem is called vascular cambium. In the younger stem, it is present in patches as a single layer between the xylem and phloem. Later, it forms a complete ring. Now, formation of cambial ring. In dicot stems, the cells of cambium present between primary xylem and primary phloem is the intrafascicular cambium. The cells of medullary rays adjoining these interfascicular cambium becomes meristematic and forms the interfascicular cambium. Thus, a continuous ring of cambium is formed. Activity of cambial ring The cambial ring becomes active and begins to cut off new cells, both towards the inner and the outer sides. The cells cut off towards the pith mature into secondary xylem and the cells cut off towards periphery mature into secondary phloem. The cambium is generally more active on the inner side than on the outer side. As a result, the amount of secondary xylem produced is more than secondary phloem. 
and soon forms a compact mass. The primary and secondary phloem gets gradually crushed due to the continued formation and accumulation of secondary xylem. The primary xylem, however, remains more or less intact in or around the center. At some places, the cambium forms a narrow band of parenchyma which passes through the secondary xylem and the secondary phloem in the radial directions. These are called the secondary medullary rays. Spring wood and autumn wood. The activity of cambium is under the control of many physiological and environmental factors. In temperate regions, the climatic conditions are not uniform throughout the year. In temperate, in temperate, climate, in temperate regions, the climatic conditions are not uniform throughout the year. In spring season, cambium is very active and produces a large number of xylary elements having vessels with wider cavities. The wood formed during this season is called spring wood or early wood. In winter, the cambium is less active and forms fewer xylary elements that have narrow vessels. And this wood is called autumn wood or late wood. The spring wood is lighter in color and has lower density, whereas the autumn wood is dark and has higher density. The two kinds of woods that appear as alternate concentric rings constitute an annual ring. Annual ring seen in a cut stem gives an estimate age of the tree. Heartwood and sapwood In old trees, the greater part of the secondary xylem is dark brown due to deposition of organic compounds like tannins, resins, oils, gum, aromatic substances and essential oils. In the central or innermost layers of the stem, these substances make it hard, durable and resistant to attack of microorganisms and insects. This region comprises dead elements with highly lignified walls and is called heartwood. The heartwood does not conduct water but it gives mechanical support to the stem. The peripheral region of the secondary xylem is lighter in color and is known as the sapwood. It is involved in the conduction of water and minerals from the root to the leaf. Cock cambium As the stem continues to increase in girth due to the activity of the vascular cambium, the outer cortical and epidermal layer get broken and need to be replaced to provide new protective cell layers. Hence, sooner or later, another meristematic tissue called cork cambium or phallogen, cork cambium, that is phallogen, develops usually in the cortex region. Phallogen is a couple of layers thick. It is made of narrow, thin-walled and nearly rectangular cells. Phallogen cuts off the cell on both the sides. The outer cells differentiate into cork or phallum, cork that is phallum, while the inner cells differentiate into secondary cortex or phalloderm, secondary cortex that is phalloderm. The cork is impervious to water due to sovereign deposition in the cell wall. The cells of secondary cortex are parenchymatous. Phallogen, phallum and phalloderm are collectively known as periderm. 
due to activity of the cocambium pressure builds up on the remaining layers peripheral to phalogen and ultimately these layers die and slot off that is they break bark is a non technical term that refers to all the tissues exterior to vascular cambium therefore including secondary phloem bark refers to a number of tissue types that is periderm and the secondary phloem bark that is formed early in the season is called early or soft bark and towards the end of the season is called late or hard bark name the various kind of cell layers which constitute the bark at certain regions the phalogen cuts off closely arranged parenchymatous cells on the outer side instead of the cork cells these parenchymatous cells soon rupture the epidermis formed epidermis forming a lens shaped opening called lenticels lenticels permit the exchange of gases between the outer atmosphere and the inner and the internal tissue of the stem these occur in most woody trees the secondary growth in roots in the dicot root the vascular cambium is completely secondary in origin it originates from the tissue located just below the phloem phloem bundles a portion of pericycle tissue above the protoxylem forming a complete and continuous wavy ring which later becomes circular further events are similar to those already described above for a dicotyledon stem secondary growth also occurs in stem and roots of gymnosperms however secondary growth does not occur in monocotyledons summary anatomically a plant is made up of different kind of tissues the plant tissues are broadly classified into meristematic apical lateral and intercalary and permanent that is simple and complex assimilation of food and its storage transportation of water mineral and photosynthesis and mechanical support are the main functions of the tissues there are three types of tissue systems epidermal ground and vascular the epidermal tissue system are made up of epidermal cells stomata and the epidermal appendages the ground tissue system forms the main bulk of the plant it is divided into three zones cortex pericycle and pith the vascular tissue system is formed by the xylem and phloem on the basis of the presence of cambium location of xylem and phloem the vascular bundles are of different types the vascular bundles form the conducting tissue and translocate water minerals and food materials monocotyledonous and dicotyledonous plants show marked variation in their internal structures they differ in type number and location of vascular bundles the secondary growth occurs in most of the dicotyledonous roots and stems and increase its girth that is diameter of organs by the activity of vascular cambium and the cork cambium the wood is actually a secondary xylem there are different types of wood on the basis of their composition and time of production